Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Edward Davis from Checkmate Sports, and welcome to Sports Agent Secrets. We have another amazing guest for you. We're we starting off 2022 real official. Uh, we got Core Parts, the brand genius. He's the mastermind behind social influencers, uh, Aristotle and uh, Desi Banks. This guy is, 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 is the person that you want to uh, tap into when it comes to um, building brands. And the reason why I say that is because athletes are the new influencers. And who better to talk to than the guy behind some of the biggest influencers in the world? So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. So the big question is this. How are sports agents like you and I, who didn't cheat and take money from big time investors, who are spending money from our own pockets, how do we compete in a way that lets us get our message, services, and the things that we believe out to the world, and yet still remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast is going to give you the answer. My name is Edward Davis, and welcome to Sports Agent Secrets. All right, Court, again, welcome to the show, man. But before we get into it, I just want you to tell the people your backstory so that they can know a little bit about you. Hey, man. So, Court Parks, born and raised here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, went from Browns Mill Elementary School to Chapel Hill Middle School. Ended up over at Stone Mount High School where I ran track and played football. Okay. Um, excelled there for my four years there playing mm-hmm. um, and was and was blessed enough to receive a a full full ride to go play up at Northeastern University. Okay. Uh was 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 heavily recruited but had a had an interesting journey in that process when recruiting and stuff like that. Just being, you know, first gen in my family to ever go through it, but also to see like um friends like Brad Lester and people like that. So I had some folks around that kind of helped, you know what I'm saying, who had some insight on recruiting and stuff like that. But um Ended up choosing to go to Northeastern just due to the fact that it was it was the only school that was going to allow me to major in mechanical engineering and play football. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and a chance for me to really go in and play right away. Right. So um, I get up there, uh, spend my time playing. And you know what? Actually, that was really my first bit of adversity that I faced. Okay. Like all through... Um, like my childhood playing park ball all the way up to college, I really... Had the I guess you can call it Like a model life Like mm-hmm. I did what I was Supposed to do Went to school Got the grades um, You know Did my thing Through through high school Cause right. I, I figured out A system on how to You know do it I did okay. my working class And then you know We'll, we'll go home And you know Do whatever else I needed to do you Right work for you Yeah mm-hmm. But what I didn't know At the time was that I was actually creating A bad habit Cause mm-hmm. I didn't know How to study mm-hmm. So when I got to college, I actually was on academic probation the whole time. Wow. From day, like from- From day one. From day one. Okay. My first semester in, boom. Okay. I failed uh, calculus. Okay. And anybody that know engineering, engineering is all math. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But coming from the South, I didn't know that majority of the kids up North, I would say above like the Mason-Dixon line. So like mm-hmm. probably from, you know, Delaware and up, they went to schools that had engineering prep programs. Okay. So um, Northeastern at the time was a a one double A program. Okay. So we played Richmond, James Madison, Maine, um, University of Mass. We was in the A ten. Okay. And then they switched to the CAA. Um. So yeah, I I I excelled. Um. Started as a true freshman. 
like I said, on academic probation the whole time. Right. Um, go through my few years, and that's when I really started learning like the business of college football. Okay. Um, and how the guy who recruited me, I ended up not really, right. you know what I'm saying, yeah. liking him. You know what I'm yeah. saying because. You know, oftentimes the coaches come into our homes and they tell our parents, "Oh yeah, we're gonna take, we're gonna take good care of them. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that." Right. And you know, it's 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 what's told to get you there. And then when you get there, it's a totally different person. Mm-hmm. You know that. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's like you like, man, this ain't you're not the dude that came into my house. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So, right. um, I get up there, I do that, and also too, both of my parents lose their jobs soon as I go to college. Wow. So. I had a different experience. Like I ended up having to get a, a part-time job on campus, like all that kind of stuff to balance out life that was going on back at home. Plus, you know what I'm saying? Being cool. a, being a student athlete mm-hmm. and like really having to be a student athlete. And, um, uh, you know, so when both my parents, I actually ended up staying up at school the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like I, well, I came home and visit maybe like once or twice. Okay. But after that, I stayed up at campus. I worked. Um, I had some dope guys, you know, in the, in the facility department that okay. used to look out, stuff like that. Um, had a a friend by the name of Marianne, like you know, if if I want to stay around, had a family to be with to eat, right, for for holidays and stuff like that. Um, and then going to like my third year, it was me and a, a tight end, and this tight end, uh, Brian Mandeville, was getting he was he was being highly recruited by the league, like the league okay. was coming, but they were actually they would um. They would do workouts with him and me. Okay. So this is, you know, like my junior year. So I did like my, uh, I ran my 40, all that kind of stuff my junior year. And they, it's funny because when I ran my 40, mm-hmm. I was, uh, I ran track in college too. Okay. So they came to our indoor facility and I ran, but I ran it in my spikes and you know you're not supposed to. Right. Right. So the first time I ran it, I ran so fast, they was like, Something else. Something ain't right. So then they made me go back and run it, and I ran it again. It didn't. It didn't change much of my time. But they tried. They kind. They kind of tried to use it against me a little bit. Right. So what they ended up doing was they ended up taking my time and averaging it. Oh. Wow. So they added like a. I think it was like. I think I ended up running, running like a four. I ran like a four three eight, and they ended up adding like a tenth. So and they it came up to like a four, four. five flat. Wow. <laughs> because of that. Right. It didn't really hurt nothing, but yeah. it was just I started to understand. I'm like, dang, like why they, you know, are they tripping off that? Like, oh right. yeah, you ran in spikes. I'm like, and then it was like, oh, you ran out of a four point stance. So they just they kept like adding stuff into it. So um, I never forget. I um, I finished my senior year. Um, I come back home because Northeastern was a five year school. Okay. So you do you do your first year, your second year, then you do like a, a internship in the middle. Okay. Um, where you go, you get paid. Like it's a real job in mm-hmm. your field and in your industry. So my, after I did my senior year, I'm like, you know, football I love with. Let me come back home and see what the engineering field has to offer back in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And a teammate of mine, mom worked at Delta. Okay. And I was like, okay, that's a chance for me to get some flight benefits and work. So I was working up at Tech Ops. Okay. Um, and then my mom, you know, I, I was like, I'm, I think I'm done. I'm just, I'm gonna just shut it down. I ain't getting no calls. But the year before. Um, a scout from the Rams when I worked out, he was like, "Hey man, we, I'm 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 fighting for you. If you still on the board when the draft come, um, I'm a, I'm gonna put in. You know, I'm a, I'm gonna put in for you." So I go through this this semester. My mom, she's like, "Um, you been working out?" I'm like, "Meh, I'm doing a little something, but I ain't doing I ain't doing nothing too crazy." She's like, "I think you you should you should probably be working out because you you know you um." 
you might get a call. Okay. I'm like, nah, it's over with. I said, I ain't heard nothing in a, a minute from nobody. Okay. So right after the draft, it's East Atlanta Day. Gucci having his day over there. East Atlanta, that girl's from at the park. Okay. I go out there and ride a four-wheeler. I get a missed call from a 314 number. That's St. Louis. Okay. I don't think nothing of it. I check the voicemail. Hey, this is such and such from the Rams. I told you. You know, right after the draft, if you was available, this is like literally 10 minutes after the draft. And it's crazy because I was pissed off because I was watching cats that I locked up all season getting drafted right. six. Bro, I dropped. I, I had to pull the car over. I'm mm-hmm. like, I go into an anxiety like, yo, I got this car, bro. And I ain't been, I ain't been training the way I was supposed to. He's like, yeah, we're going um, to bring you in. Your sign-up bonus will be $1,000. Uh-huh. Um, you'll be flown in next week, but let me tell you how God works. So, I literally fly in. Mm-hmm. This is our rookie rookie mini camp, but it was a new head coach. Mm-hmm. And when a new head coach comes in, you know the, the vets have to stay and do rookie mini camp too. Right. So I ain't have to do a lot of reps. Oh, <laughs> gave you enough time. To gave get me in enough shape. time to get in shape. So it's just it's crazy, you know how how that worked out. And like I said, from then bounced around in the league a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. made the roster that well, not I, I made the practice squad and then ended up finishing off the season on at the roster my first year. Uh, the next year, um, uh, Art Valero, who was our O line coach, went to Seattle. He was like, "Hey, you should be playing on this level." Mm. And it's crazy because. My first year with the Rams, I played. I was listed on the roster as a DB. Right. They used to call me Baby Hester because I was listed as a DB, but they actually moved me to the offensive side. Okay. So I finished the season at receiver. Okay. And then um, they when I did my 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 exit at the end of the year, they were like, well, "What position?" I'm like, "I want to go back to DB." Cause they brought a cat in from another team after after off his practice rise, and I'm like, y'all just put him, activated him right away. Right. So I'm like, I want to compete for a DB spot. Um, I ended up getting cut the next year because they drafted a slew of corners, and then um, Art Valero was like, hey, if you get cut from here, he was like, give me a call. Okay. So the Rams released me. I called him like, hey, they just cut me. Boom, I'm on a flight the next day to Seattle. I get signed right away. Wow. Um, get there. I spend like the first five weeks bouncing up and down. Practice why I cut me. Practice why I cut me. And this is when I started understanding the agent part. Okay. Because my agent called. He's like, hey, um, the Patriots want to bring you out for a workout. Right. You know. Anybody know the Patriots call? It's a good opportunity that you you can if you get on their practice roster, somebody's gonna pick you up. It's right. it's, it's known across the league because right. of the, how they prep and all that kind of stuff. So my agent, he's like, man, um, the agents, I mean, the, the Patriots just called, but I feel like it'll give me leverage to go back to Pete and tell them that the Patriots want you. So let's just, and I'm like, man, they done brought, they done took me off the roster and brought me up and down three times, bro. right? Like let's let's go ahead. And, Nah, I think it. I think it'll be best, man. You haven't even left Seattle yet. Like I hadn't even got on the plane yet. Right. So he calls them back, and they bring me back one more week to cut me at right after practice that wow. Wednesday. Wow. Now, I was on the roster at twelve, so I still get. I still got paid for that week. Right. But okay, I get cut this week. Now the Patriots and I already filled that spot. Yeah. So I missed the rest of the side. Probably was out for like another three or four weeks. I came back home. I trained, and then I got signed in Minnesota. Spent a year and a half there, and then um, spent my fourth year just on um, 
just in training camp with the Saints. Okay. Off season training camp with the Saints. So you was all over the all over the league. Yeah. Gotcha. But I never I never played for an AFC team. I was only in NFC. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> so then um Yeah, so that ex- that experience in itself taught me a lot. And then that's when my grown up the grown my grown man moments came in two thousand twelve, like only making like twelve thousand dollars being on the NFL roster. Mm. Yeah, like go broke that year, like real life on, started. Let's unpack hit. that. So you made twelve k on yeah. a. How did that work? Because I only I only was paid for workouts. Okay. During the off season, uh-huh. and then my um vet uh trainer camp pay. Wow. And then once I got cut right before the season started, shit. That's what my that's what I made that year. So what did you do to get by at that time? Just working odd jobs. I ain't do nothing. <laughs> I just trained. Just trained. I just trained. Matter of fact, I take that back. No, I trained, and then uh, my agent was like, hey, it's a UFL team. Okay. I think another coach that I had impressed while I was playing was the D coordinator for the Vegas Locos, who was just coming off of a championship, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, man, this league to be good. I think it paid four grand per week, housing, cover. Okay. Bet. I go out there, I fly out there, mm-hmm. get out there, Start off the couch. Start okay. the league folds at the end of the game. Wow, wow, bro! Like we're in the locker room. They like uh, that's it. We in we in uh, Nebraska playing in Nebraska. One of the teams, and yeah, they like yeah, the league just folded. We like what that mean? They like oh, it's it's done. Like we technically don't even have to fly y'all back to Vegas. We get on the plane, they get us back to Vegas, then they're like, well, shoot, the league folded. We have no funds, no nothing. We might not even be able to get y'all home. You might not even get your check. Right. So I done flew out here with nothing. Nothing. <laughs> and I'm leaving with nothing. <laughs> and I'm leaving with nothing. <laughs> so um, I legit, I go back to New Orleans. Me and my girl I was dating at the time, she had, she was working at the post office, so she was straight. So I just trained, did what I needed to do, and then um, I ended up coming back home. And uh, that was two thousand beginning of 2013. I came back home, and um, shit, that might have been, I came back home, I started training with Ernest Ross. Okay. I went up to his gym, I was like, hey, I ain't got no money, I can't afford to pay you, but if you let me sweep, uh, right. train kids in here, you know what I'm saying? I yeah. stood around, and Ernest was like, I got you. Um, and that, that that year ended up just being a, a blessing in the sky. So my mentor, he was like, you you not getting out of football what you want because you're not keeping the main thing the main thing. Mm. So at this time, I had started like, oh, I need to invest money in this. Hey, somebody got this going on. I need to do this. And that's where like all this stuff, it was like, it was a it was an unpacking of me really just trying to figure out ways to invest money and, and do this and do that. And in those mistakes, my, my, my mentor, he was like, and he owns like three, five guys breaking the fire. Right. And he's like, um, yeah, the, you're not keeping the main thing to man. So I came home, I made a commitment. I was like, I'm just gonna train. Right. I just trained. I um my this was the, my my dad's last few months of living. And I would legit go to the gym, train, come back home, take care of him with his dialysis. That was my routine every day. Mm. I'm talking about like thirty dollars mm. like for the week. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so in that, I let my car go. I let my house go. I let, I let a lot of stuff go that year. But that was the most freeing I had felt the whole time because I let the material stuff go and I focused on. What was important. Yeah. And then um, I ended up getting signed the day my dad passed. Wow. Like, wow. literally 
with his body still in the in the in the in the room. Mm. Like I walk in, he had just passed away. Um, we sitting in there with the family, with my family and stuff. My agent called. He was like, "Hey, um, the BC Lions, um, they're gonna sign you. They just traded. They they had already traded for me from the Argos. I didn't even know. I was like, how they trade? I, I, yeah, <laughs> he was like, I didn't even yeah, know what's going said, on. The Argos had your rights this year, and I think when I got to BC, that's when they told me, I was like, yeah, we had your rights every year, but they said we figured that you you always got re-signed to the league. So that year we just kind of, you know what I'm saying, forwarded over. And okay, like I said, got up there and. That's when my career took off. Wow. All-star year, led the league in picks, um, came back the following year. They moved me to another position, excelled in that. My third year with them, they brought in a new coach, um, but really put me in a position, like I said, where I started really learning and I underst started understanding the business better. Right. You know what I'm saying? So fast forward to, to what you're doing right now. Mm -hmm. Like the end of your and this is important for agents because a lot of times we have players that um, they don't even have as much success like you do. Once they're done, as far as they don't get a call pro mm -hmm. day or whatever, they're done. What did you do, I guess, as a player um, that made you say, all right, you know what? This is it. This is I'm, I'm done with this chapter in my life. I want to go somewhere else. Shit, I didn't. I'm going to oh. be honest with you. I watched. Uh, one of my teammates do his branding and stuff like that while we played, mm. and I studied that, and I was like, "Damn!" Like he would go, he would network, he would go to, he would go to events that the team had, like with the investors and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, mm. "Man, I'm not going to that," but I started paying attention to what, like, number one, it gave him longevity in the game okay. because he became like kind of the face. You know what I'm saying? Like he, yeah. he was a face guy. Everybody loved him. You know, all that kind of stuff. But also too, I saw what he was doing as far as his brand and stuff like that. So really, when it when it came down to me transitioning, it was, it, bro, it was tough. That was a whole, like that was another tough phase because um, coming back home mm -hmm. and people only seeing, because I played for nine years and I've been playing football since I was five. So people only saw me for that. Right. So being dumped back into it, it's like I compare when you play a sport for the amount of time the guys who play over most guys who don't pay on, they don't have a problem with transitioning. Mm -hmm. I, I I don't know if you paid attention to that. Most guys who come in and do one, maybe two years or do one year, they they just be like, oh, yeah, man, yeah, I'm they gone. gone. I'm, I'm good. Do something it's else. It's us who play over five. Right. Because your identity is stuck in that. Right. It's a piece of you now. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's something that people, hey, that's what they see you for. So it was just tough for me on that aspect because I came back. I think I, that's when I first started the training, trying okay. to figure out what it was. Then mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm a, I want to train over in the hood where I grew up in. A lot of the parents don't. Ain't no pay. money in the hood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Folks is telling me, they like, man, you need to go to Roswell. I'm right. like, nah, I want to take, take care of my area, my people. Mm -hmm. And, um, Going through the bumps and bruises of that and even making mistakes in that process. Right. And um like really getting that opportunity when I I, I um went to Desi Show. Okay. And so yeah, that, that fast forwards us to right now. So let the people know exactly because I don't even know what you do. Right. What is it that you do? So I I work in I manage talent. So I, okay. I've been for the past um three since 2000 
2017, going to 18, uh-huh. um, working with manage uh in management so okay. managing talent so i started off working with desi banks okay um so how did that how did that pop off how did it pop off from football okay so um desi was training with ted before ted had the gym okay over there this was when ted was at uh was training at the church we're in okay so this is while i was still playing okay so I think Desi popped off on the on Vine first. Wow! So I would see his videos while I was up in Canada playing. Okay. And um, we always stayed in touch. And then when I would come back home and train, we would train together and all that kind of stuff. And then this one particular time, um, as he was as he was blowing as he was blowing up, um, I went to I remember going to one of his like second or third shows. Okay. And just observing, and that's how my mind worked. I, I just I get the places that I observe. And then I think I went to another show, which uh-huh. was in New Orleans. Like I, I just drove down on my own to support and be there. And then the 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 coach slash parent me is just like, okay, now I'm starting to critique. I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, be confident when you're on stage. Be this, be that. Work. And I, um, I don't know nothing about comedy. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just up there. He like, so I remember having a conversation with him because he ended up riding back with me, and I was like, um, I was like, hey man, you you got? I think at this time he had like. Close to four hundred thousand followers. Okay, I was like, hey man, you, ain't, you got all these followers, you ain't get no deals, man. Like I said Nike ain't reaching. Out. I said, man, that's a lot of people. That's just the inquisitive me. I'm like, man, such and such. So he was like, nah, man, you know, I don't got nothing. So we we driving again. I brought it up again. I'm like, so you ain't got nobody. I said, that's okay. a lot of people, <laughs> right? So um, he I, I got back home and my homegirl who worked with Aisha, she worked with Kanye, she worked with Future, like she was a stylist for them at the time. I was like, hey, I got my homeboy. I ain't thinking that. I'm like, this my homeboy, he um, he got a lot of followers. Right. I'm like, these brands ain't, you know, they throwing some clothes, do this, do that. She was like, mm, it's a little bit deeper than that, but she was like, you sound like you stepping into management. Um. I'm like, Nah, I said, I'm just trying to do a favor, connect some dots and whatnot and move out of the way. She was like, nah, I sound like management. I'm like, nah, I don't want to answer emails. All right. Because that's what my perception of it was. Like, uh-huh. I'm going to be sitting behind a computer and answer email. And she goes, nah, I think you should, you should really think into it. She breaks down what it is. And I'm like, hmm. So I go home. I get on the computer, I start looking at some stuff. I start contacting some people that I knew who had been in the industry, asking them questions and stuff like that. And um, my sister's fiance at the time, he had been doing music stuff and stuff like that for a minute. So I asked him and he was like, man, it's easy. You just, you just doing this and you doing that. I mean, you got connections already. You just connecting them with this and this and that. And I'm like, okay. So then I hit Desi back and I asked him one more time. And he was like, man, you keep asking me this. If you feel like you you got somebody that could, that could do it, man, just just go and do it. All right. Like, All right. I was like, give me um ninety days. I said, give me ninety days. Let me start, you know, working some stuff. Let me start calling some people, and that's when I started learning. Like while I was playing ball, a lot of my classmates were already. See, I'm with. I'm finishing ball at thirty. Uh huh. A lot of my classes have went up the ranks in different. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I got a classmate who over at Facebook. I got a classmate who's over at Twitter. I got somebody who's over at. So all these people who I I maintain good relationships with while I was in school mm-hmm. have moved up the ranks in different places. Gotcha. So I started cold calling. Excuse me. I started cold calling people like, hey, um, I'm working with an influencer. If y'all ever need somebody to advertise the brand, 
you know, he got this, he got that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, those are good. You know, those are good numbers and stuff like that. And I just started cold calling and then I started answering emails. Then deals started coming through and I'm negotiating them. And I'm like, hey, have you made this kind of money before? He was like, nah. I'm like, okay, well, I know I'm, I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so then from there, it just was like, okay, going from $1,000 to 2000 2005 And then it, it just, it kept going up and up from there. And then we started doing the shows. And like you say, then, you know, the emails and things that were coming in, going through those and then doing stuff with the NFL, doing stuff with the Hawks. I mean, it just wow. led to, you know, opening many doors. You, you said a lot right there I want to unpack. So basically what you're saying that the stuff that you were doing for Desi is stuff that you learned as you got into the industry. There's nothing yeah. that really learned in college, just stuff that you nah, just this was mm. Yeah, I, I don't think I learned on the I learned on the job. And I don't think I could have paid for the lessons that I learned. Negotiating the contracts, mm-hmm. standing firm, knowing brands, mm-hmm. knowing the numbers, like being a visionary too. Because I I I often told him at the time, like, don't look at your page as just followers, look at it as a TV channel. Mm. That was always my perspective on it. It's your, it's your own TV channel, and people are tuning into your channel. And that's important for people to realize because with the name, image, and likeness, athletes are now mm-hmm. the new influencers. So, uh, you know, from your 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 standpoint, your expertise, what are some things that you think athletes should be doing to be able to monetize that? And what are some things that agents can do to help their clients monetize it? They should be filming everything, mm. everything that they're doing. Everything, just football, basketball, baseball related, or off the field? Lifestyle, off the field. I feel content is king. Okay. And I know we throw the content word around a lot, but I'm talking about if 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 your client is in the, if he's in the shoes, mm-hmm. look at building him a shoe show. Mm-hmm. Get him going in the, the, the shop for shoes. Connect him with some of the stores that are locally in his city or in the place that he's playing in. Mm-hmm. If he's in the cars, you're like, you have things that people people want to connect more with the person and i think we often forget that when it right. comes to athletes like right. once they take the helmet off once they take the jersey off people want to know like you said they're influencing more than just clothes and stuff like that right. people see the cars they're driving people see the food they're eating like there there are many hobbies and things that athletes have that people like dang i didn't even know such and such like to cook mm-hmm. they do have a cooking show right but like you say we get so and on, okay, well, focus on the game, which I, I get it, but if, if a guy isn't excelling, you know what I'm saying? If that, if those things are distracting from the main thing, then hey, but if we're talking about somebody that's excelling, like there are so many things because people want to connect with the person. Mm. We forget that that connection. Like I want to know that you're a person. I, I want to know who that person is, what you enjoy doing. You know what I'm saying? You like riding horses. Like I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's more to the person than just who who is behind, you know, behind masks. So what do you think athletes are doing right now from, you know, we just name image and likeness just started in July of 2020. Yeah. So what do you so far, what are you viewing athletes doing? Like all right, what is the number one mistake that you think that that they're doing that agents can, I guess, help? Cuz a lot of these a- players and parents will say, "Well, I could just do it myself." Yes. And you you technically can, but then you're 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 skipping out on study hall. You're not really doing the right. stuff that you need. You're not keeping the main thing the main thing, like I right. said. Absolutely. So, as a professional manager, agent, somebody like that, what can they do to I guess bring value to their clients? Oh, man, it's it's 
Okay, we're going we gonna to take this to a kid who's who's excelling like on the field. You know what? I think it's easy for those guys. That's the easy one. Yeah. Like for the guy at, at uh, Virginia State, me, the, yeah. the sophomore quarterback at Virginia State who's probably not going to make it, but mm-hmm. they have uh, influence, they have a platform right now, right now, and they need to be able to dominate that field right now that can set them up for when, you know, they graduate. The first thing is figuring out the person. Like mm-hmm. you say, if 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 – if Ed at Virginia State is was walking around campus and everybody asked him about the stuff he's wearing, mm-hmm. he needs merch. Okay, that's the first. You know, it's the first step. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Helping him build a lasting brand. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Does it have to be a T-shirt with his name and face? Now it may be a actual line, right? You know what I'm saying? But it can start off with just a being a printed T-shirt. You know what I'm saying? It can start off with something just that simple. Um, I think the next thing would be. I mean, it's so much stuff. You got swag, but like it's 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 unlimited things that can be done. Cause like you say, once we open up the person, once we open up the things that they like doing, once we open up, you know, you know those different avenues, you start to learn more about the athlete, and it makes it easy to work with them too. Cause mm. you're doing stuff that they enjoy doing mm-hmm. instead of trying to just throw things. That's, let's see, let's see if this stick at the wall. Right, and so. After they, I guess, develop the merch, because I'm seeing a lot of people are, they're making merchandise, mm-hmm. but what is the right and wrong way to do that? Because some people just put an image on a shirt right, and get no sales. Like, what is the difference between somebody whose store is booming and somebody who merch is not selling? Dude, I think the difference is, is those who find out, they understand. A lot of times when... A lot of times when we're sitting in designs and we're we're going over certain things, people are specifically thinking about what I like, okay, and not what the audience. Mm. A lot of the time, the people are already they're telling you what they want from you, mm-hmm. but we don't pay attention. So that's what I do. A constant whoever I'm working through when they posting stuff, when they're working on stuff, I'm going through the comments and I'm looking. And I'm saying, okay, these people are saying this over and over and over and over again. Dang, mm-hmm. something sticking. That's how A Parlay became a thing. Mm-hmm. A Parlay became a thing because I'm I'm looking at the videos and I'm like, dang, bro, people, they are spitting this back, spitting this back, spitting this back. Mm-hmm. And this legit became something that sold 500 units in an hour. Wow. And so Parlay's not even real. I can't speak to that. Okay. Oh, I, I, I can't speak to gotcha, that. Gotcha. Okay. I can't so, speak to that. So what are you doing? Um, I guess like what is the future for, you know, for core and for the management? Like I I got a feeling that you're gonna because it sounds like what you're doing is a lot of the stuff we do as agents. Like, have you thought about getting into the agent space? It's crazy, man. You just I just shot you a text about that the other day. I, right. I said I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna go ahead and join the checkmate family, go ahead and, you know, um, Get my certification because I I just I understand I negotiated my last two contracts while I was playing in the CFL. Wow! Um, but that came from reading some books and okay. like really diving into it and understanding the business. Okay. But uh, yeah, I think for for me, it's definitely providing these opportunities from the from the the relationships I've been able to establish from. Building the brands with Desi and with um, Aristotle and a couple other people that I work with mm-hmm. is like okay now how can we take this and build and, and, and cross it over to student athletes? 
Damn, dope. Yeah, man, because I think what you're doing is powerful because uh, you've already doing, you've been doing it for the last four or five years, the stuff that agents are getting into. Now, we've always had the marketing agents, but a lot of the agents, what we did was just contract negotiation and then sponsors would come in. But I think now it's going to be more about cultivating that brand. Yeah. So that's why, you know, when you reached out and said you wanted to, 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 to work with Checkmate, that was a dream come true because I feel like you are already the expert in that. And so for us to merge, I think that's dope, man. And, um, you yeah, know, that's a what, lot. I think it's a lot. Once we start to tap in with these different people and get them to understand it's a strategy. Like it's, it's a, it's a strategy behind it. It's really sitting in these meetings and figuring out what's going on. And, and, and like you say, checking the temperature and seeing like really seeing the pattern of what's going on and not like trying to, to, to reinvent something, but like you say, taking like, I'm excited about the space now because I'm I'm actually able to take a, a, a entrepreneur, a business owner, and maneuver them through the industry like mm -hmm. they're a celebrity. Man, that's fun, bro. It's 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 fun because it's like flying private, doing this, doing right. that, and it's like now I can show other kids like you don't necessarily have you don't have to throw a football, you don't have to do this, you don't have to do that, and look at the lifestyle that he's living. Okay, so Corey, you said something that I thought was was powerful when you said, I want you to break it down for me. When you talk about how players, that they look at their followers as, what, what should they look at their followers like? Um, So, like, a lot of times we, we look at the followers and we don't understand, like, that they really have, they, they come to your page and they tell you what they want. Okay. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times we try to force them what we think they want right so even when it comes to content you're gonna throw stuff out there that's gonna hit and it's gonna miss but what mm -hmm. you got to do is pay attention to the things that people really talk about okay. the people the things that people are commenting the most about but i i'm gonna tell you right now the first rule of thumb that most uh athletes do with their pages is they to hollywood mm -hmm. they don't comment back they don't engage with the audience they don't answer dms so a lot of time that person becomes uh, like they're not they're not real they're not okay. tangible gotcha you know what I'm saying and it, it became remember when we were growing up a lot of people weren't tangible right. and they made it like this elitist type thing right. now if you're not tangible you, you're not connecting with your audience enough so you know I, I see it as being opportunities for, for, for players to really bridge that gap if you're not doing email text all that stuff right now in, in, in this digital age capturing data mm-hmm Data is money. So as a, as agents, as people just working with athletes, how do you get your your clients to understand that? Because a lot of them say, you know, uh, especially if you're dealing with, you know, divas, the the, the star players, they, they don't want to do that. Right. So should you take it in your own hands and do it for them? Or do you, you put that responsibility on them? I mean, I'm just, I'm one of them people that I'm, I want to provide as much as I can, so if you know, I'm gonna build a team around you that's gonna get it done. Okay. I'm gonna build a system, you okay. know what I'm saying? That's gonna that's gonna get it done. So I, I really don't feel like you have a choice if you want to. My, I think right now, if I'm a player, mm -hmm. I'm, I want to figure out a way to match my income on the field, off the field. And why is that important? Because it gives you the leverage to walk away from the game whenever you're ready. Wow. I think the the I learned that from Tim Carter. Okay. So my rookie year, Tim Carter, when I played for the uh, for the Rams. Tim Carter would be in meetings. Tim Carter paid attention. He did everything. But I'll never forget, I was looking at, uh, I wanted a, a six-series BMW. And Tim was like, um, he, he was like, I'll sell you my five-series. I'm like, nah, I want a six. Right. Brand new, da 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 Well, 
Tim had five Popeyes and Tim had five group homes. Wow. Tim was like, Corey, man, I make my salary off the field like two times over. I was like, to, it, it stuck to me the older that I got, but right. looking back at it, I'm like, so he was like, yeah, I don't give a damn if they cut me tomorrow. Life still goes on. I'm straight. Don't miss a beat. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I, I feel there's so much power in being able to walk away from the game when you're ready right. versus scratching and clawing to come back and say, please bring me back for one more season. Right. You know, I, I was on the team that that flew down to bring Brett Favre back to pay him that, uh, what, 18 million a year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a different type of thing when somebody flies down private, right. puts you on the private to fly you back, and then pay you that type. You know what I'm saying? To right. see a game check for a mi it's crazy. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I I think that's what we we got to start uh, leveraging ourselves as you know because that that changes the whole demographic of the CBA. That that gives us a lot of power as players when we start leveraging our brands. And taking it serious, the, the owners and stuff don't want you to take your brand serious and right. understand the amount of leverage and power that you have and the things that you can do because it, it, you you then start to overshadow the shield. And mm -hmm. we know you know how the, the shield is. The protect shield don't the shield play like that. All costs. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I mean, look at look at look at what LeBron has done with the production company and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Man, you can strictly play for the love at that point right. versus playing for. Check. You know, yeah, necessity. Yeah, you know it's it's a difference when you can play like that. Your mm -hmm. performance is better. You know what I'm saying. So if, imagine being able to go in there when you already financially set. Now your training is different. Mm -hmm. You just got a different mindset when right. you you're not worried about oh, oh this off season. You know it's 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 a different mindset. So if 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 I'm an agent, if I'm a player right now, I'm I'm really looking at the different eyes and ends, and I'm connecting with like I'm I'm loving to see players right now taking their checks through you know crypto and all that kind of stuff the stuff we talk about all the mm -hmm. time you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. I, i'm i love seeing um guys really taking you know financial literacy serious so really it puts you in a space to be able to have different conversations right <laughs> and so i'm curious you know just to wrap it up man what is something that if people are just entering into the space you know what are they something that they can do that could give them i guess a heads up over everybody else because i love to be i'm one of those people that like to see the future yeah. you know and i see that athletes are the new influencers and i also see that everybody's about to start rushing into the space so what are some things that you're going to do or, or you think people can do to separate themselves from the masses that are entering the space so some things that i i look at as being some things that can set set you apart i just i i say adding value in everything that you're doing honestly i know that's a very Vague club broad. clubhousey type word <laughs> phrase. You know, just add value, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. Learn how to pivot. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. Um, really, I mean, honestly, it's it's really sitting down, strategizing, and like I said, it's not reinventing the wheel, but really building a, a system where guys number one trust you. Mm -hmm. They understand the different things that you bring to the table, like you said, and, and being able to come up with thought-provoking and innovative ideas, but it's got to be trust there. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time, that's the issue is like, how much do I got to prove to you for you to see that I've done this with this person, this person, and this person? Right. Just just, just follow the, you know what I'm saying? Just follow, follow the recipe. Follow yeah. the recipe. Yeah. You know? And I think a lot of times, once we start dropping our ego, yeah, a lot of stuff can, a lot of stuff can get done. A lot of stuff can get done. So... 
if I'm just looking from seeing where things are going, mm-hmm. man, capturing data. Okay. Moving people on your moving people over to your own platform. Okay. And I don't give a damn if it's if it's a little simple little app, a, a web page. Like you gonna have to. What I'm definitely seeing with with, with a couple of my clients right now, shadow banning is real. Mm. So if you start if you start hitting that algorithm a little couple of different ways, your stuff will be seen less. Even down to searching you. Wow. Like if you go under, like if you get a hit with a warning, like you being searched can can change stuff. Wow. Um. So, you know, I look at these platforms as they funnels. Okay. You know. Yeah. And we always gonna get the drip that's down at the bottom. Right. But uh, imagine how much, how many dollars are being dropped into the top of that funnel. Right. The YouTube's, the Instagrams, the the Facebooks, man. It's trillions of dollars being dumped into the top of that. That's being spit out. That's being dripped out to different people. So. How can we take uh, this audience or this group of fans and supporters and, and migrate them over to a different platform that's that's catered to them, that can get them merged, that can get them exclusive opportunities, that can get them where you may be posted up at signing autographs, just like creating a creating your own little ecosystem. All right, then that's the billion dollar question right there. <laughs> well, yeah, man, I, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Definitely, I know that you are. Uh, a busy individual, man. So what's some things that you would just like to lead the people with as far as some words of encouragement and, you know, just way that, that they can get in contact with you? Um, I think the my biggest thing right now is is telling people to just, all right, the, the Nike form, just do it. A lot of time we spend so much time uh, trying to figure it out. And one of the best things for me is just been figuring out as I go. Yeah, I don't want to spend too much time us sitting here trying to plan it. Let's let's go do this, and then as we bump our head, as we move through, and as we maneuver through it, you're gonna start to see that it's it's working. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of times, people they waiting for the right moment. Or let me look at this, and like you you send me some crypto stuff. I trust you, your information. Hey, I'm I'm going in. You know what I'm saying? Like once you build that trust with people, I, like I said, I we, we see we seen it. How many opportunities you missed to invest on something because you sitting back like, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna just wait to this. Yeah. And that's the same thing when it comes to building your brand. That's the same thing when it comes to ta- to taking opportunities. I don't want to miss an opportunity because I'm sitting here trying to analyze it the whole time. Right. Let's jump out here and let's 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 execute. So that's that's what I that's really what I I live my stuff off for. I tell people, I, if you're going to work with me and you say this is the stuff that you want to do, don't tell me because tomorrow is going to be in your face. Right. <laughs> then, <laughs> then when it's in your face, I don't want to hear no, oh, whoa, 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 slow, slow down. Right. Nah, these are the things that we talked about. This is what you want to do. So let's do it. So let's do it. You know what I'm saying? So, and yeah, like I said, I have to even do that with myself, like putting stuff out there and like stuff that I've had to learn on the fly. It's like, and they, it actually made me perform. Right. But that come from, Man, football is the game of life, bro. I don't care what nobody say. It's no other sport like it. <laughs> That's a whole other show right there. That's a whole yeah, That's like it's, show, but yeah, 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 it's the game of life, bro. Like, <laughs> and um, how can the people get in contact with you? Hey, man, you can follow me at CPTWO number nine, um, for opportunities as far as like, I, I'm I'm pretty open on that. I, I answer DMs. I talk to people all the time, but. Uh, for consulting, I come in and help people, like you say, with strategy and stuff like that throughout the time. So you just shoot me a DM. My email is on there. 
Stuff like that, man. Marketing genius right here, guys. So I uh, appreciate you coming on, man. And, appreciate uh, it. Let's get to work, man. Do it. All right. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Edward Davis from Checkmate Sports. Got some amazing news. Today, we just signed the highest ranking client we ever signed in history at Checkmate Sports. I'm really excited for everybody who've been following the journey. You know how hard I work. You, you know, you know, we've been fighting and grinding to this point. I'm so excited. So let's go ahead. Let's get into it. Let's break it down.